This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You're listening to the Scarf Bagara War part of the TalkSport Fan Network and charity partners with Mentel for county fans by county fans Here we are Courtyard Club Court before the match v Walsall we've got Waggy Dan Andy Nick you know what I do, Sarah? Sarah, don't want to do it. Oh, boo. Okay, right. So we'll start with Waggy. What do you reckon today then, mate? Scores and any surprises with the team? Uh, no surprises with the team, really. I'd put Powell in instead of Camps. Um, I think it will be a 2-2. 2-2? 2-2. 2-2, nice. Dan? Quite confident we won't concede today. 2-0. 2-0, very good. Andy? 3-1. I reckon I disagree with Waggy and put Camps in for Powell. And I reckon Horsefall first goal. Horse, has he scored yet this season, Horsefall? He's got one. He's got one. Okay, right. Nick, what do you reckon, mate? Injuries, I'm going County 1, Warsaw 2. Uh, goals, County 1, Warsaw 0. 1-0. Right, cool. So we've got... What, what are you saying? I'm saying uh, I'm going to go 2-0. Who else went 2-0? Me and Dan have gone 2-0. And we'd not chatted about that in the car before, had we? No, we hadn't. So right, brilliant. Really. No, no, we haven't. We haven't. We haven't. It doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't really matter. Right, that's it. We'll... Uh, we'll, we'll no snide wink, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do something at half time and maybe something at full time. Great, guys. Shoot. So, half time. Um, what, what do you think of that, Dan? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm really on the fence about, yeah, the, the, the possession stuff's working, but going forward, we just don't seem to create enough. Like, I just looked at the stats, we had two shots, 68% possession. Like, we need to do something with that possession. Would you agree with that? You have to do something with the possession. I think we have to do. We have to be a bit quicker. We look a bit, um, a bit slow, a bit like passing it around the back and stuff like that. I think there's a bit more impetus, trying to get it forward, trying to get right and um, Bristol get them a bit further forward. They look, they look like they've come for a draw. They look like they're playing for corners for set pieces because they've got the guy number ten with a long throw seems to be threatening us again um, and yeah set pieces you wouldn't think that we'd got a defender as a manager and assistant manager would you we just seem to be struggling with set pieces all the time yeah definitely and I notice it's um, it's a 5-3-2 out of possession and then sort of squeeze in into a four at the back when in possession which is pretty good um, Akil right 
you know, everyone was wondering who's going to play right back. Well, he's doing a bit of both and he scored a goal. What an absolute belting goal, wasn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely superb. I think I think right back isn't a crucial, I, I suppose, it's not a really crucial um, area of the pitch, is it? You can get away with playing somebody who's not a right back as a right back who can do a job. He's decent playing in defence, so, you know, why not put him at the right back? And as I say, I think if we get the ball to him a bit quicker, uh, I think he's got some space to run into, and Lemony Evans seems to be overlapping quite well with him as well. So, yeah, I think he's, he's done well, Akil, right? Yeah, he's done all right. What are you, you expecting for the second half, Dan? I'm expecting a lot more um, attacking creativity. I'm expecting just to actually go forward and hit them now, because they're going to sit in. Uh, have you, how, how have you found Wotton today? For me, he's been a bit out of the game, kind of. Too many heavy touches and things. Yeah, it seems like Tanto's been getting the better of it a lot because he's running, He's like, you know, their defence is uh, coming up and trying to press us a little bit and then he's running into the gaps and Bristol's actually finding him there. Wotton hasn't had as many things come to him, but when they have, it's been a heavy touch, a misplaced pass. It's not his day today, I don't think. Yeah, not his day. Uh, what are you expecting for the second half, Waggy? Then we'll, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, well, I'm hoping that we get a bit... A bit more urgency in our play play a bit quicker we're, we're shooting towards the Cheadle end so hopefully we can get the ball in and we can defend it uh, we can defend the lead for longer than like about 30 seconds yeah <laughs> uh, but you, you're right though what you said earlier they are relying on set plays um, quick breaks which are pretty good at to be fair so got to be on our guard haven't we yeah definitely, definitely. okay second half <laughs> Just got into the car now after the game. Fantastic 3-1 win. Uh, Going to have a chat with Dan, my lad. Post-match about the second half. What did you think, mate? Exactly what I wanted to see from the attacking forces in a county today. Um, I don't know why I said it like that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, as soon as we came out of the box, thought we were going to struggle a little bit, but then as soon as we got hold of the game, we absolutely got it by the scruff of the neck and absolutely strangled them out of it, really, didn't we? Yeah. As soon as we had one chance, we had two, then two turns to four, then four turns to eight, and then we just kept on sitting them over the back of the head, didn't we? So it, 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 it was pretty brutal for them, but it was exactly what I wanted to see from a county's perspective. I'm trying to work out what analogy you're going for. Though. I don't know what analogy I'm going for. Uh, Basically, we're beating black and blue. Right, fair enough, yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the plays. So, obviously, at half time, we were thinking we need to do something second half, and what a second half. Um, that goal, um, well, we looked like camps. We were, we were hoping it was camps because we had him on a bit of a, a two-pound bet before. Um, what did you think of that? I think I got a to a laughy in the end, didn't it? Yeah, because he was the one who just made sure it definitely went in by heading it through. Um, one of those is you can't blame the keeper for it at all because it's that of corridor of uncertainty. Ooh, and he's, nice. I think it came off of the, bar, of the bar or the post anyway in the end and bounced either out or in. So it's one of those where Camps has just hit it in the perfect sweet spot and whatever came of it, it went in. I'm not quite sure if it was actually him or if it was actually Laffy. Yeah, but we couldn't tell from where we were sat, could we? Um, but yeah, um, and that was good. And then, I mean, it was pretty much... They had, they had their own little flutters, didn't we? And we'll talk about it in a bit more depth on the Courtyard Club call straight after this bit. But um, they had a bit of a flutter, but in the end, Powell came on. How good is Powell? Powell was absolutely phenomenal. I think 30 seconds 30 seconds after he came on, he just stopped, looked up, saw Alafi and played the beautiful outside of the poop ball. Oh my God. Like how can, you, how can you have that much attention to exactly what's going on in front of you like that when you're trying to run with yeah. the ball? He's ahead of everybody else, isn't he? 
Absolutely is. So as soon as, as soon as Barry comes back and he's on the pitch, oh god, I have a feeling that some teams are going to get absolutely battered. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Cool. Right. So we're going to get ourselves off home now after the game. Straight after the game, uh, and we'll leave you with the courtyard club call, lads. So over to you, Russ. Yeah, thanks, Russ. Live from the match there after after the match. Uh, welcome to the Courtyard Club call this week. It is Walsall at home. I'm joined by Waggy and Dan, as ever. Cheers for joining me, boys. Let's get straight into it then. Great win on Saturday. Let's start with the lineup. Were there any shocks for you? And I'll just go through it. So we had Hinchliffe in net, Bristow, Burn, Horsfall, Wright, Bailey, Camps, Crowsdale, Lemonhay, Evans, Olafi, and Wooten. 11 out of 11 for you? Uh, no, I got 10 out of 11, as I said, on the um, on Saturday. I had um, Powell in instead of Camps. That was the only change that I had. But it was a bit of a... It was really it was a bit of a toss-up as to which one of those was going to start. Um, so, yeah. But I got 12 out of 11 anyway, because I got... Um, Paddy as super sub and I got a Laffey as a poacher. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I got ten out of eleven. Um I had um Lemonade Evans out and I had Powell in. Um so we both thought Powell would start, but I had Lemonade Evans, but I thought he'd come off the bench as a bit of an impact on the sub. Yeah. Um and unfortunately I had four of the extras and I didn't get a single one, so I only got ten out of eleven on the day. Oh. Well, there you go. Um, you've missed out on that free pint. Um, going back to that, so they're just picking up on something there with the Lemon Hay Evans. So there was quite a lot of people on social media over the weekend wondering why Lemon Hay Evans started ahead of Powell. Powell being the player that we've got, and Lemon Hay Evans being the oh, sort of the new player coming back, if you like. What do you think? The, what do you think the rationale was behind that? Well, I don't know if Powell might still be carrying a bit of an injury because he doesn't seem to be starting many games, does he? And maybe he thinks. He's more inclined that Powell can come on with half an hour, twenty minutes to go, and change the game. So I think he's that's that's why he's thinking. And I think Lemonay Evans is more of a, a right winger, isn't he? So he's suited. I mean, to me, it was more it was more of a diamond, wasn't it? We was playing in midfield, playing four at the back, playing the diamond, and then playing the two up front. And I think he was more more like that. He was sort of on the right hand side of that diamond, which I think suits him more. Um, so that's why I thought, I, I wasn't surprised that Lemonade Evans had started because I, that was the reason why we brought him back. He's going to play, he's going to play till the end of January. And if we've not got the bodies in or bodies back, then I can see him, either, him going back to, going back to Wimbledon. Yeah. I mean, in terms of shape then, let's just, let's just work on that for a second. Cause FOTMOB does say four four two. You've just alluded to it in terms of that diamond formation. I definitely saw out of possession and I've made a match note five, three, two. So lemon, Hey Evans, right. was sort of tucking in to the inside, right back roll. If you like, or the right center back roll, that's probably what we should call it. And lemon, Hey Evans was definitely pulling back to that right wing back roll. Did, did, did you see that as well? Yeah, he did see him dropping back quite a bit. So yeah, as you, I think it was as you're saying, dropping to a, a five-three-two, out of possession. But then as soon as it was turned over, we were definitely going to a. It was four at the back, wasn't it? And then into that diamond. But I think they seemed to. They weren't the only person that I seemed to see that sort of kept the position was Crowsdale. I think mm. um, Camps, um, Camps Bailey and Evans. They seemed to interchange quite a bit as well. They were they were quite they seem to be quite fluid. 
Yeah, it was. Um, I think like I say Chan has sort of said that there's no real sort of set formations at times. Is there? There's people where he wants them to be when we're in possession of the ball in certain areas of the pitch. Um, Bristol seemed to have the basically the, the free run of that left hand side, um, and there was lots of times he was sort of up as a left winger, and you would have literally three at the back with Akil sort of tucking in um, at the back there and sort of made a three at times, and it was sort of like a little bit lopsided at times um, in the formation. Definitely at the start of the game, it seemed that Camps and Crowsdale were both sort of sitting in um, as pivots as sort of a defensive midfield with then sort of Crowsdale sort of off the leash for a little bit and Camps definitely finishing the first half as more of the attacking of the two in the middle. Um, and same again, Bailey sort of operating in that sort of area of sort of triangles and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, like I say, just different uh, formations with, with and without the ball in certain areas of the pitch. Which, like I say, if they're disciplined, works really well. The, the issue is obviously when they, they're not disciplined and players turn off and leave gaps. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was a uh, very creative. I mean, like you say, first half I thought we just struggled to be forward, be penetrating. Yeah, let's let's talk about the first half then. So, just lo- do some loose stats if you like. So, sixty-seven percent possession for us, thirty-three for Walsall in that first half. I noticed that they were only gaining possession generally when we lost it. It wasn't them getting it back. It was us overplaying or underplaying or you know whatever it may be. Three shots for us. They had they actually had four shots in the first half, so they beat us in that respect. Both had two on target. We completed two hundred and seventy-three passes, which was eighty-five percent completion rate. They only had one hundred and four. That obviously tells you a story that we were in control in that first half without actually doing that much until Wright got the goal at the, you know in, in injury time. Yeah, it was. They were very content allowing us to have the ball and allowing us to play with the ball in front of them. Um, we seemed to sort of struggle to sort of turn and attack and play towards their goal. We played a lot of the time facing our own goal, receiving the ball, knocking it on, passing it. And like I say, they were set up, they were organised, they had us man for man, um, allowed, as soon as they came in, we came into their half, then they obviously closed the gaps down. And we didn't get beyond them. Um, I think the the other you know, times that same again, we weren't having players, and we've said this before that you know that's why we miss Barry players that would actually get the ball at feet and run at goal, carry the ball ten yards, and we didn't seem to do that. We seemed to pass the ball, and like I say, we had loads of possession. We just didn't have that um, impotence or penetration just to just to actually actually have a go at them. And when we did do it, we 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 did get some rewards of it. Um, Especially, like I say, going to the, our goal, the the first half, the the free kick comes along. Um, sorry, the, the the chance comes along because of Camps basically gets to the byline. He sort of juggles the ball on the touchline and keeps it in somehow, um, and gets to the the touchline and basically the cross then comes back um, towards us that way. Um, so yeah, it was it was like I say they were really content with allowing us to have the ball and just play the ball in front of them. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I know we spoke at half time, Wacky. But what did you what did you make overall of that of that first half? Now you've had time to sleep on it. 
Um, probably forgot most of it by now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's exactly as I said, as, as Dan as Dan said. You know, there was. I think we seem to do it. It seems to be a thing that the first half of games. I don't know if we're just trying to find teams out or what, because we don't seem to be. We seem to play too safe, and I think Dave Challoner's alluded to that as well as Nini's comments and stuff. There was too many times where, you know, as you say, it was it was going out to the centre backs, then it was going out to the wing backs or you know full backs, whichever, however we were sort of set up, and then it was coming straight back. There was too many times that the ball to the halfway line, the player receiving the ball wasn't turning to go; he was facing our own goal and passing it back pretty much straight away. And yeah, they were quite happy for us to play it around the back four. But as soon as it went over the halfway line, they were they had all eleven players behind the ball, and mm. they were just we just didn't look we didn't look quick enough. Um, and I don't know if there was there wasn't enough movement, but nobody seemed to be able to find any space, did they, for any balls into the midfield or anything like that? And as soon as it we had two people coming out to our full back, so we couldn't get it up the line to like say to Bailey or to Evans and stuff. So I think that that was really it for the first half. They were content. You could see that they they'd come for the point. Uh, they had f- first five minutes. I think they were they were they were at us, weren't they? But then so straight away they were after that. It was like right, no, let's let's keep let's keep playing for set pieces. Um, try and get a, you know get a goal from a set piece, which obviously they did. Um, but I think they stopped using the. That number ten, he had quite a long throw, didn't he? Danny Johnson. Yeah, the first few times they tended to try and get that into the box, didn't they? And then sorry, Knowles. Yeah, no, sorry. Knowles, yeah. Oh, Knowles, sorry, yeah. And then suddenly they seemed to stop using it. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, I can't remember if it was. The, I think it was more. Yeah, I think it was the first half. He started playing it short, but then getting it straight back, and he seemed to be able to run and go past players to try and create something. Yeah, um, it's been that two or three times when they changed that tactic, but yeah, they definitely came for a point. Um, cracking goal by Akil Wright. Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> well, you wonder, Dave, like we've said before that our fullbacks don't score goals. Yeah, no, yeah. and it's funny, isn't it? Because before the match, there was a lot of hoo ha, wasn't there, about who's going to play right back if we played four at the back. Or who's going to play right wing back? Should we play five at the back? And Akil Wright's not only stepped in into that role; he's he's, he's come up with a goal. It's quite yeah. quite quite a nice thing to say. Going back to what you just said, well, both of you sort of alluded to them coming for a point. It's quite. Do you not find that quite surprising because they beat Crew and Wrexham in recent weeks and <clears throat> scored six away at Grimsby? I think so, but I think we're top of the table, and we're top of the table for a reason. You know, I mean, we've we've got a really good home record, um, a pretty decent home record. So I think, you know, as I said, the first sort of five minutes, they give it a go, but then they were just, I think they got instructed that we, we, well, (laughs) not very good at set pieces. So they can get a set piece, then they're likely to to get a goal that way. I think they'd they'd watch the Mansfield game because to me, this is very Mansfield-y. Yeah, <laughs> in the way that they the way that they set up and the way they came to play against us, so but no, I think I think as as we've sort of alluded to at the beginning of the season is that now we're at the set back up the second half of the season, people are starting to starting to be a bit more cautious. You know, before Christmas, as we've said, 
people are going to come and try and play, try and play at Edgeley Park and try and get the points. Whereas now it's more starting to get towards squeaky bum time and stuff, isn't it? And people are starting to think, you know, relegation, playoffs, that type of stuff. So coming to Edgeley Park and getting a point is is a good point. So I think that I think as you say, I think we'll start seeing more of them trying to park the bus or, you know, certainly playing playing to try and hit us on the break and stuff like that, which Walsall definitely did. Yeah. I mean, they were very like say conservative in their approach. I mean, like you say, that obviously they got the the momentum going into the start of the second half, obviously with their equaliser. Um which is same again is another another goal we concede from a set piece. Um, obviously, Bristol's held his hands up for that one um, and said he was at the fault on that. And that's probably something that will, that fault will sort of like disappear with the more time he trains and time on the training pitch and stuff like that and how he picks up. But same again, we, when he started and even I think Challoner said that, 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 you know, he's got plenty of strengths, but the weaknesses in his game is actually defending headers and stuff like that, which is was obviously what came about there. Um, but yeah, they they carried the, a bit of a fight and a bit of a momentum into that start of that second half, and uh, um, which I think actually helped us a little bit because the game got a little bit more open and a little bit more um, space with them sort of coming forward. It sort of left a little bit more space for us to sort of turn and sort of get at them, and um, that sort of then gave us the confidence to sort of really sort of get at them. Yeah, before I'm just glad just to... they, they had a big chance, didn't they, in the first half where they came off the bar? <clears throat> I'm glad that they didn't take the lead because I think it would have been a completely different. They'd have just really, really sat in, wouldn't they? Yeah, and yeah. Just, all the all the tricks of time wasting and everything like that, all the little dark arts would have all come out, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd have just batting down the hatches, wouldn't they? Just before we move on yeah. to the second half, just a quick couple of mentions in the first half. Bristow making his debut, that yellow card I just thought was absolutely sh- just ridiculous. I mean, it was a foul throw to start with. don't know if you picked up on that. Um, and in and, the wrong place. Yeah, Brist- and in the wrong place. Bristow was accidentally in the way. I don't think he was trying to stop it. Um, and well, then he the was ref- on the pitch at the end of the day, wasn't he? I mean, I can understand if he... Away days with County are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Ran off the pitch to be in front of the player taking the throw, but he's on the pitch. Where does yeah. he? He's running back into position. That's what I mean, yeah, he's not even facing the player, is he? He's no, literally he's him on the back of the head. So, and then the, the other one, the, the I don't, I completely missed the Lino getting wiped out. I like nobody, the, nobody around me seen that. Nobody knew it was only. It was, I mean, they, they managed to get a clip on the highlights 
yeah. of it. Um, you can see Burns sort of run off the pitch, and as he's running on, he's looking at watching the ball and just runs into the line out. Burn doesn't even realise he's run into him, to be honest. The line has obviously gone down like he's been shot by a sniper. He's got to be an ex-professional, hasn't he? Ex yeah. <laughs> Burn, Burn's just looking around going, what? What's going on? Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird one. I wonder yeah, eight minutes of injury time because of the linesman. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder, you know, in modern times, if there's a if there's a a collective point in games, and it happens a lot every game, whereby something happens on the pitch. Everybody knows the ball's gone out of play. Where you're gonna, you've got a few seconds to get do something before it comes back into play, and probably about seventy percent of people just look at the phone and check scores, and that's when everybody <laughs> missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone heads down, just looking at phones and things. Because well, so. I think the ball, the ball had gone pretty much all the way to their, went to their keeper. I think didn't it? Yeah. Right from that. So I literally we'd all followed the ball, and then the, right. So the, yeah, so the whistle, the whistle yeah. had blown, and everyone was like, "Oh, the line was on the floor. What's happened?" There to is, <laughs> on the highlights, there is a little. They managed to get yeah. a clip of it. Um, I don't know. It doesn't look like it's from the main camera, so it looks like somebody's mobile phone clip or something like that. But there is a clip. Um, on the highlights package um, of it. And it, they say it's nobody's fault. It's completely accidental. I mean, Burns not even looking at the line. Oh, he's watch, looking at the ball and he's just sort of, like I say, run off. And as he's run back on, they've just collided. Burn, like, it's, do you know what I mean? It's like a, a fly hitting the car windscreen. Um, <laughs> you know, with the line all being the fly, being absolutely <laughs> splattered. And obviously, Burn just not even nothing. So. so into into the second half then, and then the stats are quite telling because we we absolutely dominated it second half as as you could probably imagine. Um, but I just wanted to pick up on something here just with the stats. So in the first half, two hundred and seventy three accurate passes compared to one hundred and forty eight in the second half, which was us, and we had sixty three percent possession. Would you put that down to being more direct, going a bit more long than than maybe we did in the first half because that because that clearly wasn't working as well. I think, yeah, I think possibly, but yeah, we seem to be, we seem to speed it up, didn't we? Mm. We seem to, there was a get, as we said, there seemed to be more urgency in the play. And I think certainly second half, I think Lemonade Evans was much better. He seemed to be much more direct as well. He yeah. seemed to be wanting to go and we just seemed to be getting the ball forward quicker. So yeah, maybe less, less passes needed. Um, to get us to get us up the field, but as you say, I think they did. They came, started to try and have a bit of a go, which I think helped us. Yeah. And then once we got once we got the second goal, I don't think he was. I didn't see them getting back into it at all. I think we just sort of started to steamroller them, didn't we? Yeah, a lot more ball carrying. Um, yeah, I think that's why in the second half we were carrying the ball at feet. You know, like you say, facing the right way, facing the the Cheadle and attacking it opposed to playing with our back to the goal, um, which obviously results in less passes because we, we, we're keeping hold of the ball. Uh, the stat I would love to see is actually the, the time that players actually had on the ball. Because mm. I think in the first half to the second half, the actual time that each player actually had on the ball probably was a massive increase. Um, a lot more braver, um, turning on the ball, say running with the ball. Um, and so again, getting down then, the channel's a lot better as well. Um, 
I always think, say, we always look at more of a threat when we get to the touchline, when we can pull the ball back into areas and stuff um, to attack. And, you know, players like Alafi and Wharton, for me, are, are a lot better players when they're actually attacking a ball opposed to actually having the ball, receiving the ball with their back to goal. Um, yeah, and I think that started to tell, really. And like you say, it's we are, I think we are struggling with confidence at times. Um, you know, when we've got the backs against it, we, we do struggle. When we... And with his, there was periods in that game where we just absolutely looked like back to the best when we were playing in that sort of run of unbeaten games again, where you know we were moving the ball really sharp and quick, and you know, and let's be honest, a bit more luck, I, you know, we could have had four or five. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the the stats tell us that as well. So, just rattle through these very very quickly. Two point two three expected goals. This is the second half, by the way. Total shots twelve on target four, big chances two, compared to Walsall, total shots three on target one. Nothing really to speak of and, and a goal expectation of 0.15. So we really did put them to the sword in that second half, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, just everybody, the difference, you know, just seemed to make, we were on it. We were just, <laughs> yeah. at them. we didn't, we didn't give him a chance. We didn't get the 2-1 then try and sit back. I think quite thankfully we didn't concede a set piece from them within five minutes after scoring the second goal. Yeah. <laughs> so we could settle down and everything again. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. And then, well, uh, when, Powell, when Powell come on. Yes. Whoa, Let's talk wow. about Powell for a second. Um, because that ball with, his, with the outside of his right foot where... The only person that that saw that was Olafi, I think, in the ground. Yeah. Um, which that's just—I I called it filthy online. I'm going I'm to I'm going to stick with that. Um, and then the uh, the intricate play with Connor Lemon Hay Evans to win the penalty as well was just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think we, and his, his first touch was the uh, the looping free kick to the back post, wasn't it? And I think it was Horsfall. If Horsfall hadn't have been held up. By the defender, Horsfall would have had an easy tapping. It was, um, it was one of them free kicks. When he hit it, you think, "Oh, that's it's just miskicked it." But it sort of seems to sort of hold up and just in the air and just drop down completely flat. Yeah. Instead of actually going out of the pitch, it just it just dropped. And where it dropped was absolutely. You think to yourself, "I think everybody else on the pitch fought the same to a certain extent because nobody really, really attacked it. If they all switched yeah. off." When it dropped, it, it was a, it was a I weird. I thought Horsfall one. did, but Horsfall was being held back by the defender. He couldn't the whole, he couldn't get round the defender to get to that because I think yeah. that was aimed for Horsfall at the back post. But yeah, his first three touches were all absolute world class. But I think, it, and I've seen it somewhere that I think he'll play well with Lemon Evans because I think sort of pre season and stuff they they seem to be sort of on a similar wavelength, didn't they? Yeah. Remember, remember well, rightly. I think he needs, he needs runners, doesn't he, Powell? He mm. needs people that are going to run in front of him to make them passes. And like I say, the first half, it wouldn't have worked with Powell the way we were playing because, you know, it was balls into feet all the time. Where in the second half, like you say, Laffy making the run. If you've got willing runners for him, he will pass the ball. And that, like I say, this is what we've said before, is when the team aren't lacking with a bit of confidence, is is 
probably too good for them. Mm. You know, nobody's reading what he's doing and nobody's on the same wavelength. But obviously you could see the confidence in there. Um, and like I say, he, he brings the better out of the certain players attacking-wise. And like you say, Paddy as well, even Paddy coming on as well, some of his touches I thought was absolutely, you know, in the middle there, it was absolutely fantastic getting it. Um, and I think that was the difference, actually. The game sort of got open really, really well, a lot more space than what there was in the first half. And you bring Paddy on and Nick on, and um, they're absolutely going to capitalise on that sort of like space and in positions and, you know, attacking the game. So, yeah, it was really, you know, a real, real good end of the, you know, the last sort of like 30, 40 minutes, I thought was, you know, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, special mention for Bailey, perhaps, I think it's his seventh assist, which is the most now for County this season. Yeah. Um, so that's really pleasing. Uh, he just sort of kicked on, didn't he, from, you know, what he's, uh, what he's been doing for us in the past, which is pleasing to see. Yeah. Just talking about Fort Mob and, and uh, ratings, the only player that got less than seven rating was was Wooten from Fort Mob. Lemon Hay Evans yeah. was the man of the match. So quickly on Wooten, um, bit of an off day for Wooten. Okay. Yeah, definitely an off day. His, his first touch and his hold up plays not wasn't to his normal standard. I think he seemed it looked quite loose every time he got the ball to his feet and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he didn't seem it, and I think it started. I think it looked as if it started playing on his mind because it seemed to be getting worse as the game went on. Um, but yeah, I don't think that it was. Well, I wouldn't say it's not. It wasn't the right type of game for Wharton, but he's obviously he's a striker that likes to get in the box and get headers, headers on, which we didn't seem to be that type of crossing, was it? It was more an inter, intricate going through, but. Um, yeah. And you say he's normally he's brilliant, isn't he? The ball comes to him, it sticks to his feet, and he holds it up and brings other people into the game. And he just, yeah, just had a bit of an off, an off game. But you're saying about the ratings, he's still six point nine, so he's still. Yeah, I mean, he's still, he's still, still better than he's still better than all but two of of Walsall's players. So I mean, let's yeah. let's just put that into context. Uh, Common yeah. Lemon Hay Evans. Then, so I did a I did a tweet, a poll tweet about man of the match. It was given to Akil. Akil Wright. Yes, sorry, yes, it was. It was given to Akil yeah. Wright in the ground by the sponsors. Did a poll. We had over, well, we had nearly 500 votes on that. And it was given to Lemon Hay Evans. I thought Camps had a good game as well. It could, you know, but I think it was probably between Wright and Lemon Hay Evans. Who did, who did you go for? Who was in your Camp, minds? Camps' free kick was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. For, the, for a Laffy's goal. As I say, I thought I thought he'd gone over the line. I thought it was Campy's goal. Yeah. But when you look at it, it comes <laughs> off the crossbar, hits the post, and goes right across the. So Alafi's got to be there in the right place to to finish it off. Um, but yeah, no camps. Camps had a good game without being, um, without being exceptional. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. He was. He just. Seemed, he seemed to be part of pretty much most of what what was going on. I was quite surprised that he got took off, but. I think, as I said before, it was Camps or Powell that was going to start. So, as you know, that's the natural Camps coming off, Powell coming on. That's the natural sort of substitution for that side of things. Yeah, um, yeah, he had a decent, he had a decent game. But yeah, for me, um, Lemony Evans was was my man of the match. Yeah, Dan, I think yeah. 
it's a hard one because I think these five players really were in a shout for it. Bristol and Bailey were two others that weren't. Obviously, we haven't mentioned for it. Um, I think they both, you know, played really good games. Um, I would probably give it to Camps to a certain extent. Yeah, I think, same again, I think when when Camps gets on the ball and he gets into the final third, I think he starts to pull strings. Um, and we saw that, like I say, for the build-up for Akil's goal. Yeah. Um, he got down to the byline, juggled the ball. I thought the ball was out for a throw in, to be honest. I think everybody else did. Got to the byline, he's pulled it back into the middle. Um, and I think it was Crowsdale that's laid it on to Akil to have a shot. Um, and like I say, start the second half with a free kick and everything. I think just everything we started, when we started raising the tempo and started playing forward, I think Camps were the, was the main one. But like you say, you know, Bailey, um, Obviously, I thought he, he looked like he did when he first joined us and when he was first getting into the team. Um, there's a lot been said about, obviously, Bailey and he's had, obviously, mental health issues. And, obviously, the, the last month building up to the transfer, um, obviously, must have been playing on his mind and affecting his mental health. So, it's it's nice for him to, obviously, get that and put that back, you know, away and play a little bit for more freedom. And that could be seen in Bristol, to be honest, he looked like he'd been with us all season, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. That run down the left-hand side as well, just, just to point say, that out. Yeah, he's got some speed, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So the, feed, the, 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 the feedback we got from the... Yeah, well, yeah, the feedback we got from the Tranmere podcast was he will run like that in the 95th minute. So looking forward to yeah. seeing more of those runs. Yeah, yeah. And, and as you say, once he gets used to the squad, more used, more used to the squad, can, as you say, knows his duties on set pieces and stuff, then he'll be, yeah, he's going to be a real asset for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, at the end of that second half, I was thinking, you know, what crisis? What injury crisis? <laughs> you know what I mean? You look yeah. at that team and you think, well, what, you know, I wouldn't, that'll be the same starting 11 for me next week, unless there's certain players that come in. You know, yes, we know the bench is lacking that little bit of quality. Um, but same again, uh, you know, to have Powell and Paddy to come on um, in that second half off that bench, if you need somebody else defensively, I think that's where we will struggle um, to come off the bench at the moment. But yeah, like I say, that you, I wouldn't change be changing that starting 11 for the um, Notts County game. No. Yeah, it's, it depend, depends who comes in, doesn't it? There's a couple of rumours, isn't there, of with Xander Lad from Swindon, apparently, haven't we? Yeah, right well, this, this 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 is it. So Challoner in his post match said that he was expecting somebody on Monday. We're recording this on Monday afternoon, by the way. So this will go out Monday afternoon. I've just checked on Twitter, and there's nothing gone out yet. There's <laughs> nothing gone out yet, as of as of twenty five to one in the afternoon. So hopefully on Wednesday we're talking about a new signing. I think you're right, Dan. You know, you know. What what injury crisis? But that's that's a huge message to the other other competitors, isn't it? The other teams yeah. because we've got these injuries. We're still top of the league, and we're and we're we're trudging along, aren't we? That was our sixteenth win. We're, we're, we're the best goal difference plus twenty nine. Mansfield the next plus twenty four. So it does send a message out to the others to say, look, when it, when we start getting our players back, um, you can fight for second and third. <laughs> you and Walsall were the form team in the division yeah. before that game. Yes, you know, yes. So 
you know, that's this isn't just a Walsh or mid-table team. These were, the, like I say, the form team. They'd beaten, you know, a quite some sort of big heads, you know, over the Christmas period. Yeah. So, you know, that was, for me, like you say, before the game, that might have been one where we sort of like think, well, if we're lucky, we might get a 1-0 or a 2-0 win or we might get away with a draw, but this is a bit of a banana skin. Um, but, you know, they absolutely, you know, dominated the game. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that was my prediction, 2-2, um, before the game. That's what I thought we was going to, with the injuries. But when you sort of, again, when you look at it, that starting eleven, pretty much every single player that started would get into 95% of any other League Two team. Yeah. yeah. So, as you say, even with the injuries we've got, we've still got quality. The only, yeah. as you say, the only problem we have is that there's no, there's, apart from Paddy and Powell, there's nobody else that can really impact a game from the bench. But I think he said that probably we'll have Hippo back for the weekend, so we might be on the bench. So there's another another one, and then he's he's start sort of saying again that it's going to be a player a week coming back again, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think Southam Hales isn't far yeah. away. Um, Collar is back training, but he can't can't run at full speed yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as you say start getting these players back and whoever else that we're signing in the transfer window, because I don't think that's finished. I think yep. we've all sort of said there's two or three, probably two or three more players that possibly are going to come in. So, yeah, as you say, let you lot fight it out second and third, hopefully. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, final couple of words then. Uh, Akil Wright made Team of the Week which I think is fair enough for that right-back position. Obviously, Connor Lemon Evans um, got a better uh, rating, but there were players in that position in other teams that got a better rating than him. That is why he's not in there. Anything on the ref, finally, before we wrap up? I, I mean, he was he was just as you would expect a ref to be, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, there was, nothing that, yeah <laughs> there was nothing that sticks out that was like, oh my God, what have you done that for? Apart from, yeah, maybe that yellow card in the first half, but... Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, um, yeah. Good yeah, show. Apart from that, no, I didn't really, didn't really notice him. Yeah, good I think with that yellow card, that was more to do with the fourth official than the the actual ref itself. I think the fourth official is the one that sort of got involved in that and started uh, to tell the referee what to do. Um, but yeah, no, like I say, a very sort of standard one. Really, there weren't apart from the penalty. Um, yeah, which was a dead certain penalty. There wasn't really any other. He missed the obviously the first handball, leading to Camp's free kick, um, completely. And then, then obviously, then he's crossed the ball. Bristol's crossed. It. I think it was Bristol or Bailey. It's crossed the ball again, and he's handballed it exactly the same spot again. Um, but yeah, no, like I say, an average. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset if we had him again next week. No, no, he seemed. Uh... He seemed fairly decent. Um, so 9,742 in attendance, 3-1 win. Happy days on to Notts County next week. Um, so should be good. Right. Cheers, fellas, for joining me. That was uh, cheers, a nice... Thank you. Cheers, thank no, you. No. That was a nice deep dive into uh, the Walsall match. We'll be back next week with Courtyard Club Call on Monday, as normal. This uh, podcast is now in association not only with TalkSport, the fan network, but also Mentel, the men's mental health charity. So we'll be we'll be pushing that message from here on in, uh, from now on. So uh, we're, we're pleased to be partnering with them. And yeah, 
I shall see you on Wednesday, if not Saturday, if not uh, the next match that we have all attend. Are we all going to Knots Away? Um, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm going to Knots and yes. Donny and probably Grimsby as well. Right, cool. So we'll we'll all meet up at Knots. How about that? Yeah. We'll have a pint. Good stuff. And, yeah, I'm, I'm on the train um, going there. So yeah, no worries. Good stuff. Um, right. Cheers, boys. Speak to you next week. I saw a crowd of strange faces And they said to me Where can I see The famous county aces So I said to them Come follow me We'll take you down to Edgerly And there for all the world to see Are the glorious TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.